What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. No Dino tonight, but Ray, we got a good one today. We got our summer scouting. Once again, we got the wide receivers, a very, very deep group. I really, really enjoyed going through some film. Yeah, it was pretty overwhelming considering how many uh, just how many heads there were. We had to fucking watch and shit and just just having to parse out who like trying to like prioritize who we're going to watch, who we're not going to watch. Yeah. But a lot of heads, uh, a lot of talent, especially we were saying way more than uh, this past draft, I feel like at the top. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I feel like one, obviously, we're going to have the same number one, if I had to guess. And I think that number one. I think it's almost a lock that he's going to be number one when the draft rolls around. But the rest of this group, I feel like there's a lot of parity, and I can see them. I can see it rising and falling anyway. A lot of yeah. talent. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, the one we're talking about is Marvin Harrison Jr. He's probably the best player in the draft. If we're going to go out on a limb, we haven't scouted all the players in this draft yet, but um, I feel pretty comfortable saying that right now. Yeah, like man. you said, I really like the the parody and the, the different flavors and styles of a lot of these guys. It's pretty, uh, pretty interesting when you watch one guy and then you can watch a completely different guy. So the rankings were very tough in that aspect. That, that's actually a really good point. There are, there are a lot of these guys are like, just like kind of different. You got Marvin Harrison, like the true, the true X guy. I, I mean, we'll save it. We'll save it. We'll save it. All right, let's get right to it. Uh, we are going through top sevens for this wide receiver group. Cause it is so robust. So we'll start at seven, Ray. Who you got at number seven? So we're going. I'm going to start my flavor off with the uh, the slot variety. I'm going uh, Moose Muhammad to Texas A&M. Uh, red, yeah, Redshirt uh, Junior. He was a four star recruit. I think number one seventy six overall, um, according to ESPN. That's what I usually use. So just forewarning all my rankings that I reference recruiting wise is ESPN, even though it's kind of a crapshoot. <laughs> um, another, he's a legacy guy. His dad, uh, Moose the second. I, I was looking up his stats. I knew he was a, like good. I didn't know how fucking good, dude. Eleven thousand receiving yards. He yeah. played in the league. He was in the league for a long time, dude. He's in the league for like thirteen years. He was a uh, two-time Pro Bowler, uh, one-time AP, uh, like first-team AP. So a lot of talent, just bloodlines in the family, which I really do love. Uh, and you can see it when you when you watch him play. He kind of knows how to play the receiver position. Not afraid to go over the middle, which I love out out of my slot receiver. Uh, we'll start with stat wise. So this he was only a first year starter this past year, and he didn't even start every game. I think he went six of ten games. I think there was an injury and a suspension sprinkled in there, a team suspension sprinkled in there. So not full year playing, but he had thirty eight rece- receptions for six hundred ten yards and four touchdowns. Like I said, he played eighty seven percent of the snaps in the slot. I feel like that's kind of where he profiles uh, at the next level, just a slot only type of guy. Uh, some pros, like I mentioned. Uh, NFL legacy. I love the bloodlines and you can just tell the way he plays the wide receiver position. Really tough. I like the way he blocks too. Blocks downfield. He's a physical player for someone his size. Uh, 6'1", 205. Uh, his hands are really impressive, especially for a smaller guy. He's I'm not sure if he's like a go up and get it sort of guy, but he's a catch in traffic where if the ball's away from his body, he makes it look easy, dude. He has really soft hands. I think there's one against LSU, I believe it was. It was like a one-handed catch over the corner was covering him in between the safety, and he just came down with it, made it look easy. Love that. Um, like I mentioned, for someone who's a slot-only guy, he's kind of – and he's not the biggest guy, but he's sturdy build. Uh, definitely someone who can hold up at the next level. There are some guys I feel like, especially later on, that we'll talk about who definitely need to pack on some pounds. 
He's not one of them. He can play in the NFL, I think, right now. Uh, physical physical player. And his ability to uh, make plays with the balls in his hand. Uh, he, I think he's a punt returner and a kick returner last year at A&M. Um, 201 yards after the catch. I think it was like 33% of his yards. And he forced 10 missed tackles in 10 games. So he's not afraid He's not afraid to make some moves. He's deliberate when he gets the ball in his hands. And he can make plays happen. Uh, some of the negatives, I think, like I said, I think, I mean, negative, I don't know if it's called that, but he's not much uh, versatility. I feel like he's going to be a slot-only type of guy, maybe like a Z type of player too, if you like want to kick him out side 15% of the snaps or so. Doesn't have, I don't think he's like blazing straight line speed. I think he's more quick, quick than fast. But that again, like that's just not his game. He's going to be make. he wants to make a couple guys miss. He's not going to take the top off the defenses with ease like some of those other guys, but um, and then third, third negative, just, we need to see a full season out of him. I want to see him play 13 games, 13 starts and get a, like a, a full line share of the touches. The A&M quarterback, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Connor something. He was a true freshman last year and, uh, King. Yeah. Uh, is it King? I, I don't remember. It may be, but, um, down the stretch, he started like the last five games and they got on a little bit of a roll. And, uh, I think, this year, if we can see Moose Muhammad play all 13 games with some quarterback uh, stability, we can see a massive year, and I think he can rise into a top five uh, spot. Connor Wagman. Wagman uh, yes. Who was the other king? There were other freshmen. They, I think they, was, sucked. they sucked last year. Yeah. Um, I, that's what I saw a lot when uh, when I was watching him. A lot, lefty. A lot of, a lot of Aaron passes uh, and a couple that he couldn't come down with, but – I really liked your write-up, honestly. I thought he was really quick at the catch point, too. Makes guys miss in the open field. Um, thought you hit it really, really well on the head. Also, I, I just wrote, uh, he's a body catcher right now, too. I saw a lot, especially on, on deep balls. Let's the ball get into his pads a little bit too often. So um, just want to see him clean that up a little bit. But I really liked him. He's uh, He's at 11 for me. And that's mostly because he's a slot only guy right now. And a lot of these other guys just have a little bit more upside, I think, than him. But he's a reliable player. And I think, like you said, if we get the full season out of him this year, um, he could explode. All right. So I'll go to my number seven here. I got uh, Antoine Juice Wells from South Carolina, 6'1, 210, had 69 catches for 941 yards and six touchdowns. This is a transfer into South Carolina last year. He was originally at James Madison, uh, broke James Madison's single-season record in receptions, yards, and touchdowns the year prior. And for anybody who doesn't know, James Madison is a very, very good football program um, at a level below the, the Division One. So this is a damn good football player when he was coming in. Extremely reliable hands, only had two drops on 92 targets. He goes up, gets the ball with authority on jump balls. It's really, really dangerous in the open field. Had 555 yards after the catch which is top six for guys who are still in college on almost every play that I watched. He makes the first guy miss, which is really, really impressive. Um, he's, he's dangerous in the open field. Like I said, 50, 57% of his yak also came behind the line of scrimmage, which just shows you how dangerous he can be once the ball is in his hands. Um, right now his route running isn't bad, but there's not a lot. He gets a lot of free releases, the thing I do like about him when he when he route runs, he really sells his fakes. He kind of has that like that Doug. Remember Doug Baldwin? How he used to like do that Allen Iverson like crossover kind of move. 
he kind of runs his routes in the same way, like really, really sells it with his arms, with his body and his head fakes. So I really like that. I think his releases and his overall route running needs to get cleaned up a little bit more, but I really appreciate how much effort he puts into it. And then the last thing I wrote down is his spatial awareness. He just knows how to find open grass, and he also really, really uses the sideline well. He has a ton of really impressive um, toe-tap catches on, on the sideline, a bunch of jump ball, back shoulder fades along the sideline and comes down inbound. So really, really like that, really like his feel. Some of the negatives right now, I, I just said it. Um, the release and the, the overall technique and the route running needs to improve. He did see a lot of free releases last year from, from what I saw. So um, we'll have to get a little bit better at that. He's not going to overwhelm you with his top end speed, but he is a good athlete. So I don't think that's going to be a huge issue for him. And this is a big year for him coming into South Carolina. The four other highest receiving yard leaders on this roster are all gone to the NFL or transfers. So he has a big opportunity this year to completely explode and be a dominant number one. So want to see that. I, we always say it. this is a Spencer Rattler slander podcast, um, <laughs> but Spencer Rattler is going to be going to him a lot this year. So I expect him to be over a thousand yards this year and, and be completely dominant. And if he can do that, I think he can push his way into uh into a top five wide receiver slot. Uh, one thing like that note that you made about like the uh, AI crossover, I feel like a lot of receivers are kind of doing that in their releases and just like, getting into their breaks and we saw today uh garrett wilson said he loves playing basketball for that mm-hmm. reason he thinks it translates to his wide receiver ability uh in terms of like iso he's he thinks it like it's like releases and getting into his routes and getting into his break so i do feel like that is something that's a lot more common like a lot of these guys have that shake to them at the top of their routes which it's just it's just a different look i feel like when you're especially when you're just watching the wide receiver it's i feel like how the fuck do these guys especially when corners can't touch them like what the fuck are you supposed to do yeah what are you <laughs> supposed to do it is crazy um did you have juice anywhere no i honestly I didn't get a chance to watch him um i but i'll need to put him on the list for later <laughs> yeah he's he's a good one you'll you'll like him uh let's move to to number 6 so you got a number 6 I got Rome Adun- Dunze, Adunze, do you know how to pronounce it? Adunze. Adunze from Washington. Uh, 6'3", 2'11", so he's a tall, long body. He's a four-star recruit out of Nevada, I think 294 overall. And he's a fourth-year junior. I think he redshirted that first year, similar to uh, Moose Muhammad. But he's played in 26 games at Washington, um, 19 starts. And um, so this past year, he kind of blew up with uh, Michael Penix. He had 75 catches. 1145 yards and seven touchdowns it's kind of he's primarily an outside receiver i mean given that 6-3 frame it's what you'd expect he played 84 percent of the snaps uh outside 343 of his yards came after the catch too this guy's got real true true speed he was an all-state track star in high school as well and you can tell it's easy speed too he can take the top of any defense i think he ran a like a 10-6, 100 meter dash in high school. So, it, that, his speed is the name of this guy's game. He's a, a true weapon on the outside and, and just puts pressure on the defense. Um, tall. He's very tall too, long, but he has little man start stop ability, which I really like. I think that's going to translate into being a really effective route runner at the next level. Got to refine some things in his route running game, but I think he's got all the ta- like the physical ability to be a really really good route runner and just natural hands catcher too where he doesn't let the ball get into his body, long arms, he plucks it out of the air, which I really like. Some of the negatives, 
contested catches, man. This guy's got to – he's got to be better, Some, especially when you're 6'3". I want to have a true X who can go up and get it. He was only 4 of 16 this past year. That's Honestly, that's why he's at 6 for me. I think if he if he was at a 60% clip on those, he's he's up to, he's up a little bit more. And more so than the contested catches, I feel like he when he jumps, he has, like, weights on his ankles. I feel like he just doesn't get up. And I kind of felt the same thing with Quentin Johnson last year. It's weird. I, I'd like to just see – I want to see how he – improves on that this year i think that's his number one area where he needs to improve he's got to put on a little bit more strength i think as well and then uh lastly um i i think uh wait hold on. what was i just what where was i hold on oh the vertical yeah and then just overall i want to see him uh get a little bit more strength because he does have wiggle and he can miss some t- and for, uh, forces some missed tackles, but he does go down a little easy as well. I want to see him get a little stronger so we can maybe run through some of those, some of those arm tackles. Yeah. He's a really interesting, he was a really, really interesting evaluation. Honestly, probably the most interesting that I watched and maybe the most confusing guy that I watched, you pulled the numbers and 75 catches for almost 1200 yards and seven touchdowns. You're like, Holy shit, this guy is going to be awesome. And then you turn on the tape and you see all the same things that, that you're talking about really smooth athlete for his size. He's got long strides. He's got wiggle. He gets going in a hurry. He's got a big catch radius. He can adjust to the ball in the air with really good body control. But then, like you said, the four for 16 on contested catches, I'm not sure what's happening there. Um, the lack of of yak, it, it was really surprising. I think he had almost less than 300 yards on almost 1,200 yards overall. I think, he, I think he had a little bit more than 300. I think it was like 30% of his, um, his yards total. I think it was 343. All right. I mean, I, I want to see these elite guys. Like, I feel like you need to be 40-plus at minimum, um, unless your name is Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are also times like – I feel like he is like looks like lazy sometimes on his like releases and his route running. I feel like he's just not like focused enough because he has all the talent in the world to dominate in every game. And honestly, with his numbers, it looks like he is dominating, but he should be dominating on every single play. And Michael Penix is a really good quarterback where they should be able to go for 50 points a game. Well, I mean, they have Jalen McMillan too, who's a really good receiver as well. But I just feel like he should be dominating. And I feel like he left a lot for me wanting more. I feel like he could have easily been the number two player in this class with as much talent as he has. He's got a ton of upside, but I think he's got to put it all together because he's a really good player right now, but guys like this can fizzle out in the NFL if, you, if you're just not mentally focused enough to, to be there. I agree. He kind of gives me uh, Robbie Anderson vibes. I feel like that's his floor. Like a, a tall, long guy. He's not the most physical. He's not yeah. going to go up and get it, but he's got the uh... – just the speed to just truly win deep. Where, yeah. Did you did you have him six too? Is that what you uh, I had him at five. Oh, okay. Um. So at, at my number six is a guy I know you really really like is Troy Franklin from, from Oregon, six three one eighty, had sixty one catches for eight hundred ninety one yards and nine touchdowns. This dude is just a speedster in, in every sense of the word. He's also a really really good tracker of the football, especially. On deep balls, really love that. He goes up and gets it with his hands. Um, Good burst off the line of scrimmage. Can make sharp cuts in his routes without losing speed, especially on posts. His post routes, when he sells a quick one to the outside and then breaks it towards the middle of the field, those are unstoppable. 
And I think as he continues to grow with Bo Nix, those are going to keep going and keep advancing. Um, he's also really, really flexible on cuts. Feel like he gets low on his cuts. Also, uh, that flexibility helps him contort his body on sideline catches, makes really tough catches look easy. So he's a really good player, and I want to see him keep improving. Uh, some things I wrote down for for weaknesses, he's not overly strong. I think phys- physical corners can jam him right now. When he runs seam balls, he gets knocked off sometimes by linebackers. Also, didn't have a ton of production after the catch, but I do think he's a good athlete with the ball in his hand. So maybe that's just things happening on the football field. He had th- under 300 yards of yak, but he does have speed to break away from people. So I think it's more of the strength profile getting a little bit better with the ball in his hands and making that first guy miss and then going. Um, and then I also just wanted to improve his feel a little bit towards the middle of the field, especially against zone. Did I lose you? No, you're here. I'm here. Oh, I thought I lost you for a second. Um, I feel like he misses some, some opportunities to be in a better spot in the middle of the zone rather than just running to a spot. Like the play is designed running to open grass against the zone um, I thought he missed a couple opportunities for for some big plays against against zone coverage, but he's a really interesting player, and I think with his size and speed profile, he's got big upside to uh, to be a top five wide receiver in this class. Yeah, I mean, you said it. You said it perfectly. I have him. I have him high. I have him at two. Um, you want to save think, him? No, no. We I can go you? over him. I can go over him. Um, I think you mentioned. I think what I love is just his ability to go up and get the ball. I think that's just. I think that that trait is very very important especially when you ha- have that size in six three uh he was 7 of 11 on contested catch opportunities and only had two drops so his his hands are easy to he doesn't go he, he's not a body catcher he especially uh deep going deep like you mentioned he's really good ability to track but he doesn't wait for that shit to come down he goes up and gets it i love that about him he's another one he's six three but he has little man movement skills you said it like the way he his flexibility to get in and out of breaks and i do love Cause he's so he's very fast. So I feel like you, they don't want to press him. but when they play off coverage on him, he eats up the space so quickly and just gets their corners on this, on the, on their heels. And they're just kind of done. So I really love that about him. Uh, I think you did, you did mention, I think ball in his hands, he did force, I think 12 missed tackles. I want to say 13 missed tackles, but it's a strength thing. I think his biggest weakness, he's got to put on some pounds. He's only weighs 178 pounds right now. So I think you want to see him at like 195 realistically i think you want to put him on like 15 20 pounds by the time the draft comes around but you can't teach that size speed combination and just his ability to his um balance and just ability to contort his body and make those spectacular catches it's just so impressive i love me some big physical some big uh xy receivers can win jump balls he gives me michael thomas vibe just with more speed and just more big playability yeah he can he like remind like what watching him he reminds me of like those old Oregon teams when it was like fastest team on turf. But yeah. Like those the Anthony Thomas teams, obviously he's big, but I'm just talking about the speed that he has. It, yeah. It's really fun to watch. So I didn't really know anything about him. I was just looking at people's wide receivers list. And I see, Oh, this Oregon kid, uh, six, three, let's, let's put it on. I wasn't expecting him to be a burner like that. And he was just winning deep constantly, dude. And Bo Nix throws a really pretty deep ball, so I'm really excited to see an, uh, another year of that. I think I, I want to see him eclipse a thousand yards. All right, all right. We'll move on to uh to your number five. Who you got at number five? 
wait, who who'd you say your six was? I, I had Franklin at six, and then I okay. had, had O'Donnell yes. at, at five. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. At five for me, I got Xavier Worthy from Texas. 6'1", 172 he's listed at. Uh, he's a true junior. He was a number 62 overall recruit out of California, and he's been a two-year starter. He started uh, all 25 games he's played in. Uh, this this past year, he had 60 catches, 760 yards, and nine touchdowns. And as a freshman, he had six, 62 catches, 981 yards, and 12 touchdowns. So he regressed a little bit, which is a little bit concerning. I think that's one of the main reasons I have him this low. But just pros, he, he's another one. Really good speed, dude. And not only that, he's got speed and agility. The, some of the the routes he wins on, the whip routes, and just uh, just – slants and j- j- anything he just puts uh corners in blenders really good body control and he's able to sell his uh moves really well i love that about him um footwork off the line his releases it helps him like where they just don't get their hands on him. i think you mentioned this to me when we we're talking about him a little bit mm-hmm. he's got really quick feet and it helps make up for that lack of size um and just he's just an absolute lightning rod player he's someone that i don't i'm trying to think who i compare him to I, he's like he kind of reminds me of Jordan Addison a little bit, just with a little bit more like more uh, juice. Boom, a little bit more juice, exactly. Good way to put it. But he's got to refine his approach a little bit. Consistency and focus is kind of his issue. He had too many drops this this past year. I think he had seven drops, ten percent of his targets. Uh, I don't know if it was a just a sophomore slump sort of thing. Uh, I don't know. It just it, it, he left a lot to be desired. I feel like when I was watching the game this year, this games this year, his tracking and high pointing the ball, ball downfield, he kind of lets it come in and bash it, catch it on deep balls as opposed to go up and get it, which I don't really like. And I mentioned just strength. I, I think on ESPN he's listed one seventy two. On PFF, I think I saw he was listed at like one sixty four. So yeah. he's got, he's got to bulk up a little bit, man. He can't you can't be playing at this uh, at the NFL level this light. So I think if he can bulk up. He has the route running ability, the inside outside versatility, and just the big play threat where he'll he'll be a top three receiver. Yeah, I have Xavier Worthy at at four, and he's just he's a light he's a lightning rod. Like like you said, the his speed is is crazy, but he's not just a burner. Like you said, the stop start ability for him is ridiculous. He doesn't lose speed when he stops down, and guys just fly by him. He's explosive on his release and cuts. Defenses cannot anytime a defense had single high, Quinn Ewers, Quinn Ewers was throwing him a deep ball. Is and he wins a lot on the outside. Uh 17.6 yards uh A dot, which is eighth returning for, for players in the in the FBS. He's got legit returner ability, which will help him at the next level. Um, I also saw so many plays that Quinn Ewers just Missed him. Hudson Card missed him twice against uh, when when they played Alabama. So I wrote down honestly, yards probably should have been a thousand plus, and he should have had twelve touchdowns because he he bobbled one in the end zone against Alabama. They also missed him twice where he could have had touchdowns against Alabama. So just in that game alone, could have had three touchdowns. So the regression. Yes, I, I saw it a little bit too, obviously, in his numbers, but I think they left a lot out there for him. So we'll we'll see what happens with his numbers. Also, this team is going to be loaded next year with talent, so don't be surprised if his numbers look pretty similar to, to this next year because, I mean, they got A.D. Mitchell coming in for, from Georgia. They obviously have Jatavion Sanders and, and Jordan Whittingham, one of your other boys, uh, on the outside. So this team is loaded for for Quinn Ewers. Some of the weaknesses right now, 
he said it, the the strength profile, he's got to get stronger. He struggled with physical corners at times. Um, saw this a bunch against Kansas State when he was playing against Julius Brents. He got locked up a couple times trying to go deep down the field against a big physical corner. And then you you mentioned it, his, his deep tracking. I thought he was pretty good his freshman year, but I felt like this year um, he's like running deep. And when he's not in a good position to try to make a play, he like gives up sometimes and he lets the corner almost make a play on the ball and try to intercept it. So wanted to see him get a little bit more competitive, but I did see that in games that I watched from his freshman year. So maybe it's just like a lack of focus. He's done it, been there, done that. And he's trying to get to the NFL now. Um, I just feel like but, when he's tracking it downfield, like he, instead of going up, he gets low. Like he like kind of like drops and yeah. tries to like, it's, it's weird. It's almost like I, the way I imagine it, like it's like if I'm coming in on a softball and making a diving play, I get low. Like he's like getting really, he like shrinks. I feel like it just allows corners, like you said, to make a play on the ball. Yeah. Um, but he is a, he's a special player with the ball in his hands and, and he's not just like one of these little guys. Like he's not like Tank Dell, like coming out last year, like, He's six one, probably closer to six foot, but like he's got that he's got that size to play on the outside. And honestly, the majority of his snaps are played on the outside. And I think he can do that at the next level if he puts on 10 pounds. Um, so he's not just one of these little guys who who's a burner. He's he's got more to him than that. So this is a big year for him with all the weapons that they have, and he has a chance to establish himself as a top guy. So he's going to be uh, an interesting one to watch this year. But so I got Xavier Worthy at four. It is funny that he plays so much on the outside. I think it was like 77% of his snaps when you got like someone like Whittington, who's like their main slot guy. And he's like 30 pounds heavier. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's, I feel like it's kind of funny. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to uh, your number four. Who you got at number four? Four for me is Malik Neighbors from LSU. So six foot, 199. He's a true junior, and he was only a three-star recruit from Louisiana, so pretty surprising that he's kind of come on the scene like this. He was a football, basketball, and track player in high school, so just an absolute – he's just a raw athlete. He's played in 25 games uh, in his two years at LSU with 17 starts, and this past year, his first year as a starter, 72 catches, 1,017 yards, and three touchdowns, so put up really good numbers uh, in this LSU offense. He's His releases are, his, I think, the – biggest strength of his game the way he gets off the line of scrimmage we were talking about those like hezzy moves and like basketball that he looks like a basketball player out there he and he it's not like so someone like Keon Coleman I think uh is who I'm thinking of he kind of just runs off the line of scrimmage like they say go and he just runs straight this guy's the exact opposite he has hezzies he'll he'll do a quick release he goes inside outside he really keeps uh defenders like guessing which I really love about him and he's got that um Trying to think, like, got that Odell Garrett Wilson uh, ability to him where he plays bigger than six foot. Yeah, he goes up, dude. He like, I, I feel like it's kind of cheating saying Odell and like it puts like unfair expectations on him, but he kind of reminds me of him in that sense where he goes up. His body yeah, literally road reminds me of Odell. Yeah, that was my I, I, that was my player comparison. He I feel does. like it's like I feel like it's cheap, but it really does just the way when he goes up and like contorts his body and makes some of those spectacular catches on the sidelines. That's the first person who comes to my mind for. Uh, obvious reasons. He's another one dangerous. The ball in his hands. He had 480, 418, sorry, uh, yards at the catch. That was forty one percent of his uh, yards. Shout out to that's that's your uh, that's your uh, uh, benchmark that you wanted him to hit. Oh, yeah. 
21 uh, forced tackles too. Missed tackles forced, rather. So he's dangerous with the ball in his hands. I, did he return anything? Do you know? Was he a returner at LSU? Uh, I didn't see him have any returns, but he definitely could be. Yeah, I feel like he's someone that you want to put back there on punt returns like when you need something, when you need to make something happen. And then another one, he's he's versatile. He's unlike some of these other guys we talked about. He's someone that you can move anywhere on this offense, on anywhere on the offense, and he'll be a threat. Inside, outside, don't matter. I think he played majority outside, if I'm not mistaken. 60% of his yep. snaps wide compared to 40 in the slot. So he truly is crazy versatile. And he was he was just their main target on that offense. 50 first downs. So that's how you know when they needed a play, they went to him. So I really love that about him. Some of the negatives, I feel like he got to diversify his route tree a little bit. Ran a lot of uh, just goes and fades uh, and then the like curls and hitches, everything was kind of like, uh, like just vertical, not, not much uh, inside the numbers. I feel like maybe I, I could be wrong. Um, but besides that, it's really the only flaw. Just that I want to see a little bit more versatility in his route running. He has the gifts to do it. I think he can become a really good route runner, but it's a little too one dimensional for me. Dude, you, you covered him. Fantastic. Honestly, this is point by point with, with what I have. I have Malik neighbors at two. I was super impressed with what I saw. And you mentioned Odell. I also uh, reminded me of the Stefan Diggs kind of mold, the way he sells some of his routes. Um, you said it. Nightmare in the open field. He's just got all the physical gifts. He also runs really tough for yeah. a guy his size. He looks to lower his shoulder and he looks to he looks for contact when he when he has the ball in his hands, which is awesome to see. Really competitive in that aspect. His suddenness and his route running and his release is just awesome. You mentioned the various ways that that he comes off the line of scrimmage. It's just awesome to see. It's a master class, honestly, almost every snap. He can set up DBs so well with the various ways that he gets off the line of scrimmage. It's super really it's super impressive. Um and yeah, you said the, the contested catches are are awesome for at his size. He also had 93% of his catchable passes were, were hauled in. So really, really reliable hands catcher. The only weakness I wrote down is kind of like you said, just want to see him improve a little bit in his nuances as, as a route runner. I think he just needs to maybe give a little more head and shoulder fakes when he's at the top of his route. I think most of the time he does it with his feet right now with his quick start stop and his suddenness. But I think if he adds those little, little nuances, he's going to be unstoppable. And I think he's got all the makings of – a dominant, dominant wide receiver. So I, I had Malik Neighbors at, at number two. I was super impressed. He, I feel like he's like the uh, the modern mold that t- people are looking for. Someone who can uh, win with the ball in their hands, w- go up and get it, and win with uh, just creating separation. So I feel yeah. like he, people are going to be really high on him. Also, the, the last thing, the last thing I, I had written down too. I know you mentioned most of it was was go balls, a lot of a lot of up the field stuff. But I also thought he was really good about coming back to the ball. Um, Jane Daniels likes to, likes to get out of the pocket and likes to move. I felt like he was really good on when plays break down, was coming back to the ball and finding open space. And he was a security blanket in that aspect. So I, I really liked his feel. And I think he's due for a big time season. And I'm, I'm just going to correct myself right now too, because I'm just looking at uh PFF, some of the like analytics and stuff on where he uh like wins mainly. And he does win a lot over the middle of the field. So maybe I just didn't see that portion of his game i felt like a lot of the stuff he was doing was on the outside but according to the numbers he's winning over the middle of the field too so it's good to see all right let's keep it rolling uh what are you at number three 
Uh, yeah, number three. Who you got at number three? Uh, I think we're probably going to be the same here just because there's only two people left. <laughs> uh, Ohio State boys. So number three is Emeka Abuka. Um, 6'1", 205. He's a four-star recruit from Washington. Some people had him as a five-star. I think he was number 30 overall on ESPN. Really good baseball player in high school too, so a multi-sport athlete. Love to see that. And this past year, it was his first year as the starter in just wide receiver U. As everyone knows, they've had three first-round picks the last two years. They're probably going to end up with five in the last three. But he had 74 catches, 1,151 yards, 10 touchdowns. So production's there. It's, it's literally like they just didn't lose anyone. They just You slide in another couple more four or five stars, and you don't lose anything, which is pretty hysterical to see. Um, when you watch him, I mean, when you watch all these Ohio State receivers, it just you can just see what Brian Hartline does. So nuanced as a route runner, you love to see it. He can he has the ability to play inside or outside. I think he did play in the slot like sixty eight percent of the snaps, but I don't like unlike Jackson Pitt and Jigba. I thought he was kind of more of a slot only. I could see Ibuka play on the outside very very easily. Um, they gave him a lot of the, all the, the design targets in this offense and in, in the passing game were to him too, which I really love. So as someone who watches all the Ohio state games, I kind of viewed him as like a, almost like a Percy Harvin type player. But when you look at the numbers, it doesn't really suggest that at all. To be honest, he only had seven uh, missed tackles forced, uh, which was pretty surprising. Cause I thought he was a little way more dangerous with the ball in his hands, but he's just, he is so reliable and his ability to create space with just head fakes and just little nuances in his route game. is just great. It's so impressive. Natural hands catcher. He did have five drops this past year, but I'm not, I don't think that's like something that's going to be uh, evident throughout his career. I think he's going to be su- very reliable. He had how many first downs? I think he had 53 first downs too. So he was another guy that on third down CJ Stroud was just looking for him, even though, you have uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. too, but when it was inside the numbers, it was going to him. And some of the weaknesses, I think he's one who's he's got to get a little stronger. He went down pretty easily with some uh, arm tackles, which I, you don't really like to see. Uh, and he's not going to be a go up and get it X type of receiver. He's going to be either a slot or a Z where you just want him to create the space and win with the ball in his hands. So those are some of the negatives I saw. Yeah, he is... He's such an interesting player because he is just so not flashy at all. He's the most is, unique, the most unique but, player out of all the guys we've listed today. Yeah, he just he just gets it done. Like he's just good at football. That's kind of how I view. Like I didn't, I didn't even feel like he was like a natural wide receiver. I just felt like he was a natural football player. Like he's just a natural athlete where you could stick him in almost any sport that he played, and he would be good at it. That's kind of how I feel about Emeka. Um you said you weren't and you thought he would be a little better like with the ball. I thought he was pretty good with the ball in his hands, honestly. Had 526 yards after the catch. I think a lot of it is him one cut and he's and he's gone. Um he's tough, smooth route runner. His short area quickness is devastating, especially towards the the intermediate middle part of the field. He is a fucking nightmare to guard in the middle of the field. Cause like you said, he's got more juice than Jay. I feel like he sets up guys in a similar way that, that Jay ascended, but he's got more juice in the middle of the field. Much he, catching, he can go. Um, also read that he played corner in, in high school. 
So I see that so much in the way he attacks zone coverage. I feel like he just knows how defenses are trying to play them. And I feel like he just makes himself like readily available all the time at the sticks as, as a reliable security blanket. He's just a, a rock solid player. I think outside of Marvin Harrison, he has the highest floor uh, of any of these guys. He's going to come to the NFL and immediately get onto the field and immediately be able to make an impact. Um, I think he can play outside, but I think he's just going to be best served as a slot at the next level using his, his the short area quickness. Um, and then the last thing that I wrote was like a, a weakness. It's not even a weakness. This is like a, this is so nitpicky, but I feel like a couple of times, like he needs to slow down when he's about to catch the ball, felt like he was trying to catch, turn and go all in one motion. And he had a couple of drops on, on that. So just seeing it in and and then going, cause he's got enough juice to do it. That's so nitpicky, but this guy's a damn good football player. And my God, it's ridiculous what Ohio state is doing. It's just crazy how they're all, so, they're all different, they're, but they're all different, but they're all so mature and it's just so complete football players. Like, I couldn't like all out of this like run of first round talent that they have. Like you can't say that any of them are bad at route running. Like every single they nah. all are just that's, they're all like the best route runners. I feel like in the class. Like there's no you don't have to project anything for that. They have a, a complete route tree and all that. And they just I feel like they just do the little things right. It's I'm very curious to see the next like four five years at Ohio State now that um part lines as an OC. I wonder to see how that's going to develop and if it's still going to be a pipeline. Or if they, it may regress a little bit just because he has to focus on the offense as a whole as opposed to just the wide receiver group. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens to him, how long he even stays at Ohio State, because this guy is due for a head coaching job. Somewhere. I mean, he had he had offers to cycle, they were saying. I think Wisconsin really wanted him, or maybe it was Cincinnati. But he was like, I'm, I'm with Ohio State for now. So he, he I wouldn't say, I mean, he's going to have a, he can have a head coaching job whenever he wants, I think. Yeah. So it's just a matter how long he wants to stay uh with his home yeah god it's so fucking annoying i'll let you um, start on this one i'll let you start all right yeah this is our number one player this is marvin harrison jr oh, from ohio state 6'4 205 i mean this guy is just absolutely unbelievable 77 catches uh 1263 yards and 14 touchdowns last year 18 for 30 on contested catches just absolutely dominant at the catch point makes ridiculous catches look easy and routine it's felt like almost twice a game he was coming down with something that not a single player in college football could do um we mentioned the first downs for for neighbors and Emeka Abuka. this guy had 61 first downs on 77 catches that's just absolutely ridiculous <laughs> um and he didn't have that much yak either he i think he only had like 350 yards but 61 first downs with 300 plus yak just shows you what kind of weapon this guy is, that he is such a good playmaker that he doesn't even need to do things after the catch. He can just make plays on his own with his route running, his physicality and his speed. Um, This is an elite athlete, great straight line speed. He can jump out of the gym, mosses everybody, has great feet. At 6'4", he throttles down so easily, and he can separate from anyone. Honestly, he looks like his dad, which is ridiculous because his dad was five inches shorter and 25 pounds lighter than he is. It's just ridiculous. And the last thing I wrote, this dude is ultra, ultra competitive. 
This guy wants to win at all costs. He's willing to do whatever it is for the team. He is not a diva in the slightest, which you saw the same thing from his dad. His dad was the exact same way. Um, So the family pedigree has been there. And this guy is just poised to be a top five wide receiver in the NFL in the first three years that he's in the league. Honestly, this is a can't, this is a can't miss prospect. Yeah, I don't. Have, I don't have any negatives for him. No, I don't either. He's he's as can't miss as as can't miss is in my opinion. I think it's, it's evident from he was um he was a lower rated recruit out of a, between him and Emeka Abuka coming in, and all that all their freshman season he was just ahead of them on the depth chart. I was, I mean, I guess like he did because he didn't play a lot, so I was kind of curious. You know, I was always like a uh, a sucker for those recruiting rankings, and then he comes in on the Rose Bowl after Gary Wilson. And I think Olave didn't play. And he goes six catches, seventy-one yards, three touchdowns. I'm like, oh, okay, that now I know why. You were calling for, uh, you were calling for Julian Fleming. That's why. It, probably no, I, I definitely was. <laughs> I, I'm a sucker for Fleming, man. I was rather, but he's he's another one. But it's like he's a big receiver, big X receiver with little man skills. You mentioned his feet, super quick. He's super light on his feet, and I don't know if you've seen the pictures of him this off season. He looks like a fucking tight end, dude. He, I don't think I think two hundred five is. I don't think he weighs two hundred five. I think he's closer to two fifteen. The guy is massive. Um, he mosses people at will. Like th- he's always open downfield because his catch radius is so big. He reminds me of Julio Jones. Honestly, I think just yeah. a, a little bit bigger Julio Jones. I've, I've seen a lot of AJ Green comparisons. I I see more Julio. I think he's a little bit more dynamic. Um, I I really don't have a negative on. Him. I think you said perfectly. He's physical. He's at he's uh competitive great hands and you i think the one thing you did mention was that like ball in his hands he's not really like a make you miss type of guy doesn't need to be dude he's so he's so precise as a route runner and his catch radius and just contested catch ability is so big you don't you're not giving him jet sweeps that's not his fucking thing you want him going 25 yards downfield and you're making plays like that so i think he comes in and he's immediately a top 10 receiver and he probably ends up being the best receiver in the league in a couple of years I, it's it's ridiculous watching his tape. I, there were a couple of plays. I watched the game against Penn State back, and there were a couple of plays that I was legit laughing out loud. It's like, what the fuck is going on? The some of the sideline catches he has, like <laughs> diving, like in between traffic. I was like, are you fucking kidding? like where we had like shell coverage over the top, and he's mossing people. I'm like. This is, it's ridiculous what he does. The only way to stop him is to triple team him. I don't remember the game it was, but there was a catch he made on the sideline where 99.9% of the population's leg would have snapped. He was like <laughs> out of bounds, and he was like six inches off the ground and somehow got his foot down. I was like, dude, what did this freak just do? He's a, he's a true specimen. Um, I'm just excited to watch him for one more year at Ohio State. So, God, he's, he's fucking special, man. Fucking bullshit. Such bullshit. All right, uh, let's run through uh, top sevens, and then we'll get a couple guys outside. So go one through seven for you. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. at the top at one. Troy Franklin at two. Emeka Abuka at three. Malik Neighbors at four. Xavier Worthy at five. Roma Dunze at six. And then Moose Muhammad at seven. Nice. So I had Marvin Harrison at one. I had Malik Neighbors from LSU at two. Emeka Abuka from Ohio State at three. Xavier Worthy out of Texas at four. Romo Duns out of Washington at five. Troy Franklin from Oregon at six. And then I had Antoine Juice Wells out of South Carolina at seven. So we had pretty similar 
similar guys. And we had six of the same seven. Um, and I, I do think when we were talking about this prior, although there are a lot of guys to like in this class, I thought those top six guys were those top six guys kind of. I, yeah. Um, there were a bunch of guys that I had maybe put in my seven spot with, with juice, but I felt like those, those six guys were, were pretty clear in a way, the best guys. Um, let's talk about a couple of guys outside, outside your top seven. Who do you, who do you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, we mentioned him earlier, but Jordan Whittington from Texas, this is a guy that he just hasn't been able to stay on the field. Fifth year senior He's a 40th overall recruit, but he's only playing 27 games with 17 starts. He's been banged up. I think every year since his freshman year, uh, he had a groin injury, but this past, this past season, 12, 13 games, he played stayed healthy. He had 50 catches, 652 yards, only one touchdown. And they used him in the slot and kind of as like a gadget guy, a lot, a lot of motions for him, uh, a lot of jet sweeps, but he's big. He's a big dude, six one two oh five, And he's, he's physical. He's always looking for someone to block downfield, which I love a uh, good feel for getting open in the middle of the field, especially against zone coverage, um, natural hands catcher. I think I want to say he had three drops on the season, uh, four of eight on contested catches too. He, he's a good, he's a big He's like a physical slot type of guy. He kind of gave off Juju vibes to me. Um, but yeah, he's not gonna be the most explosive, but he runs hard. I just he's someone that I'm I'm I'd bet on. I think he's just gonna be a good receiver. I think he as a day two pick, I'd just take him any day of the week. Nice. I like that. Um, you got anybody else? Let me go through two guys that, that I liked after. I, I mean, I'll touch on Keon Coleman too. I think I mentioned yeah, him ahead. as well. Uh Michigan State the last two years, he's transferring to Florida State now, which is really intriguing. He's someone that I think can pop easily. Uh, he's kind of got like a DK Metcalf vibe to him. 6'4", 215, really athletic, straight line speed. Uh, and he's able to win at the point of the, point of the, uh, the catch, which I really do love as a, as, a, as a trait. But he's his releases are kind of just straight up. He doesn't really vary them at all. And he doesn't – I don't think he has much wiggle to him. Like a lot of these other big guys we were talking about today, I think have small man movement skills. This isn't really one of them. I think he's going to be more of like a, a go – post curl type of player very linear you don't want him to ask him to do too many things but i'm curious to see him in this florida state offense jordan travis we're big fans of they have a lot of weapons so he's not someone that they're going to be able to the defenses are going to be able to key on so i think he could explode statistically wise and i think that will help his draft stock rise obviously yeah i'm going to mention another florida state guy this it's we mentioned texas having all these weapons my God, does Florida State have have some dudes coming in too? Um, the guy I'm going to mention is Johnny Wilson from Florida State, six six two thirty seven, um, had forty three catches, eight hundred ninety seven yards, and five touchdowns last year. Just a absolute massive, massive human being. Big frame. He is a downfield weapon at his size. He's a strong runner when he has the ball in his hands. To carries defenders, um, extra yards. He'll be an immediate red zone threat at the next level. Back shoulder balls are his and his alone. They're super impressive. Jordan Travis can really throw a nice back shoulder ball. Um, and there are just places that only Johnny Wilson could catch the ball at, at that size. Um, he's also a really strong blocker, can be used in tight end as a tight end in the run game, which is really nice. Some of the weaknesses right now, body catcher, he had a 12% drop rate, so that needs to get cleaned up a little bit. Um, the release off the line of scrimmage is slow. I mean, the guy's 6'6", 237. What the fuck do you want from him? Um, and then the route tree is a little bit limited. All of his best plays are either go balls or there are 10-yard slants in the right in front of the face 
of deep corners. But like we said, this team has so much talent next year that maybe he gets a couple more one-on-one opportunities and catching so many double teams with safeties over the top because they do have a lot of these dudes now. So he'll be an interesting one, especially moving into the NFL with, with that size. I'd be curious to see what, what teams think of him. And then the last guy I want to mention is Lad McConkey. I wanted so hard to get Lad McConkey in my top seven because this guy is just awesome. I like there's no way around it. I was looking at one draft source, just looking at like some rankings, and I think they had Lad McConkey at like the 40th ranked receiver. And that's just blasphemy. There's no way there are 39 guys better than this dude. Um, when you turn on the tape, He's just awesome. He, 5'11", 185, had 58 catches for 762 yards and seven touchdowns. Also was a factor as a freshman when they won the national championship. Um, I was pretty surprised to see this. He had 275 yard, uh, 275 snaps out wide, only 90 in the slot. I was super shocked by those numbers. He's going to be a slot player at the next level, but he does give you the ability to play outside aside at uh, in college. The route running is polished, but this is not a stereotypical white slot corner. This dude has juice. He His acceleration is really, really impressive, especially when he has his back to the defenses. He can catch it, turn, and go in a hurry. Um, makes the first guy miss on almost every play I watch. And he also runs tough as hell for a guy that size. And he's competitive as shit. I think all these all these Georgia dudes are just they're just built differently. Um Right now, some of the weaknesses, deep, the deep ball tracking could use some work. They do trust him a lot on, on deep shots, but he's got good hands, but he's not that physical enough to dominate at the catch point down the field. Um, he also had six drops, but three of them came in the same game, so that doesn't bother me. I saw really, really good soft hands. And then the long speed isn't crazy right now. He's more agile th- than speed, but he's got enough juice to to play at the next level. And I think – he could be thrown on a, on a field right now in the NFL and be successful. That's just how good and polished I think his game is right now. So he'll be an interesting one. I think a team that takes him day three, most likely just because of his maybe physical limitations, um, they're going to get a steal of a player because this guy is going to come in and make it, make an impact. Well coached. I've been a key, I've been gotten reps on two national championship teams. There's a place in the NFL for a guy like that. Coaches love that shit. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our wide receiver summer scouting. Stay with us. We got a bunch of the good positions coming up. We got a really loaded offensive tackle class. We got a really, really good edge class coming up. So stay with us for that. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. And stick with us as we continue this 2023 offseason. Ray, my friend, appreciate you.